This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What is up, Raider Nation? I'm getting so sick of doing these post-game shows after losses. Um, kind of ugly losses, I guess, for that matter. But shout out to the ones that went to the second-to-last ever home game in Oakland. Um, hope you guys enjoyed I hope you guys enjoyed the tailgate. Because, I mean, really, that's probably the most enjoyable thing about the game. Besides, you know, the first half was probably pretty fun, too. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll be there next week uh, making the trip. I didn't, I didn't get there this week, but I'll be making the trip next week. And you'll probably find me and Kenny King Jr. We'll be walking around the tailgate area. Uh, we'll probably start off in C lot. We'll go through B lot. We'll go over in, into D lot. Never been over actually into D lot before. We'll come through A lot. I'm sure we'll go by. We'll pop a visit at the Pillaging Podcast. Uh, they have a little booth set up by there. Um, if anyone's in the area, um, we'll go by probably the Black Hole Tailgate. We'll go by a few people, a few listeners. Um, if you listen and follow me on Twitter, let me know where you're going to be. We'll keep an eye out for you. Uh, so yeah, we're trying to have a good time kind of what this is all about um you know of course i didn't get to go there this week so all i got to experience was a loss um it wasn't you know super super heartbreaking at least not you know i guess personally or the experience in person wasn't heartbreaking so next week you know we get a chance to do this thing all over again but at the end of the day this was a rough game it was an absolute rough game i was hoping it was going to be a bounce back game of course we're going into this thing against the tennessee titans that were playing pretty hot i think they were they were on a three game win streak at the time course things still didn't quite go our way we're going to talk about the game here in a minute but uh first let's i guess go over a couple weekly announcements all i really have to say is i guess (laughs) really the only thing that happened was trevor davis getting cut at the beginning of the week markel lee coming in and playing a pretty big role in this defense hopefully you know i guess trying to stop derrick henry and the tennessee titans uh get himself involved he was in there quite a bit played a lot of reps for the raiders didn't really do a whole lot i mean not necessarily i'm not saying him but our run defense, our linebackers still didn't quite show up. Our run defense didn't quite show up. Uh, but that was really the only news going into this game besides some injuries. And the biggest headline, of course, was Trent Brown and Josh Jacobs. Now, we already had Hunter Renfro that was out. Uh, he's been ruled out, you know, probably a few weeks. I was hoping, you know, if we came back with a win and we could maybe make a playoff run, that he'd be coming back this week. Maybe. You know, you know I don't know. Just, you know, kind of just a wild feeling. Maybe could have tried to play through some pain a little bit, make things work. 
but I don't think that's going to be the case now. And of course, now Trent Brown was out. I believe it was some sort of a pec strain or something was going on there. He's been dealing with some leg injuries, but I think this was actually his pec. I'm not sure if that happened maybe in a practice or what was going on with that. That was something to track. He was ruled out. Uh, insert Brandon Parker, who didn't, you know, it's Brandon Parker. What what do you really expect? We got a big sample of him last year. Uh, wasn't necessarily a fan favorite, but uh, he jumped in there for us, played all right. I mean, it's not like our offensive line really played that bad today. They actually played pretty good. Um, created some space for D-Wash, created some space for Derek. Um, even if the pocket was collapsing, I think they were all kind of on the same page, um, and Derek was still able to move around that pocket pretty well today. Uh, but the biggest was now Josh Jacobs being a last-minute game-time decision to sit out the game, or you know they pretty much you know uh, didn't activate him this game, and that's heartbreaking, especially for number 28. Uh, rumor has it that he got a shot, which that's how he's been playing through the pain. You know he's been getting those uh, whatever cortisone shots or whatever they give him to take that pain away and play through it. And the experience, or I guess the the feedback from this shot is you don't feel anything. But of course, the team medical staff and doctors uh, under the organization, or you know, probably his, his even his uh, own crew, I guess you could say, are, they're going to have a little bit of a say in just his long-term health. Just because he doesn't feel it doesn't mean there's not a possibility of more damage being there, especially in a game that, you know what, I mean, I get it. Josh Jacobs is a vital part of this offense, but how much would he have really changed today? I don't think very much. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not taking away what he brings to this offense whatsoever, but I don't think that he was, you know, this, this loss wouldn't have, would have been much different with number 28 in the backfield. As fun as he is to watch, uh, Deandre Washington, I think filled the void enough, uh, to not be missed necessarily. But, uh, between him, Trent Brown and Hunter Renfro, those three recent injuries definitely hurt this team. Um, but since, you know, we're starting to talk about the game a little bit, let's, uh, let's quit messing around. Let's, let's, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much, but let's get into it. Obviously, the game started off pretty hot. It was pretty cool seeing uh, Deion Jordan getting up in there, causing some havoc, getting a tipped pass, going to Big Mo Hurst, belly rubbing all the way down the field. Um, got pretty close, man. It was almost a pick six for number 73. It was, it was a good play, man. It was great for the defense to you know fire the turnover battle up in our direction, get things rolling. Of course, that resulted in some immediate points. And kind of got things going for DeAndre Washington, man. He got in there and he made some clutch runs. Um, Derek Carr made a pretty good first down pass. Uh, offense started off pretty hot. We, we had a pretty good uh, momentum roller there going right off at the, at the start of the game. That's kind of what, obviously, this team's, I think, been firing up on. Um, how we start the game is kind of how the game's going to go. Uh, if we start off slow, we start off at three and out. We start off not making plays and getting torn up on defense. That's kind of how the game's going to go. Uh, we're just going to be trying to dig ourselves out of the hole the whole game. Uh, but when we start off pretty good, usually we're pretty competitive, at least most of the time. And that's how we started off this time. Whole first half looked pretty good. I mean, we we're getting Tyrell Williams involved in there, who I know is still playing through that plantar fasciitis injury. Um, but got involved in maybe a couple catches, a couple targets, uh, some crossing routes across the middle. Playing all right. I mean, Darren Waller was out there making some big plays. Like I said, DeAndre Washington and, and Jalen Richard both got out there. They did their job um, when their name was called, when their number was called. Really no complaints from some of our playmakers. Uh, some wide receivers stepped up. Uh, you saw even guys like uh, Foster Moreau finally getting involved again in the passing game a little bit on a few clutch plays. Um, that's another injury now. Unfortunately, looks like we're losing Foster Moreau for the rest of the season, uh, suffering that 
knee injury that was coming down on the sideline kind of got tackled at an awkward angle. Uh, legs kind of split, got a little slippery there on the sideline. Um, unfortunately, it's probably a pretty bad knee injury. So hopefully he can have a speedy recovery for next season. Not really sure what the timetable is going to be on what that injury was. Um, we had ourselves a Rico Gafford sighting. Huh? How about speedy number 10 coming out, blazing wide open. Uh, was, I mean, really the perfect time to unveil something like that. Activate the kid. They know nothing about him. Maybe just a little gadget player. Find a play to create space for him. Let him get out there. And they executed it perfect. So now, I mean, you see things like this and it's like things were rolling in our favor. We had some momentum going. I mean, quite a bit of momentum going for us. It was exciting. I mean, we're, we're getting wide receivers involved. Uh, we shoot, I think we had like seven wide receivers or eight wide receivers with multiple catch multiple catches this game um darren waller deandre washington got a few checkdowns uh tyrell williams got a few passes keelan doss got a few passes jalen richard got a couple out of the backfield foster moreau got a couple out of the backfield um but one disappointing wide receiver for me who's i mean been getting a lot of reps i mean he kind of immediately got thrusted into what looks like a big role is zay jones i mean he's out there a lot a lot more than most wide receivers he's out there just as much as tyrell williams but he's dang near non-existent after the ball snapped um i can't quite figure that one out are we just putting him in there because he we think he knows the playbook the most um he's not making plays that's for dang sure uh, that's another wide receiver that we traded for him and uh trevor davis we traded for trevor davis as well but you guys see how that worked out uh we signed ryan grant you guys saw how that worked out um our wide receiver group this year has been shaky to say the least um whether we're trading for him signing him um, or they've just been here, I guess. Well, I guess we, th- this is a whole new wide receiver group. None of these guys were here really last year besides Aitman, but yeah, pretty rough. Now, I guess let's go ahead and let's talk about the quarterback a little bit. You go and you look at the first half of this game and it was a phenomenal game by number four. Phenomenal. Was doing everything right. Made a lot of big throws, found a lot of open wide receivers, extended plays, was great in the pocket. Looked good. Came out second half, wasn't quite, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, he wasn't able to make plays, but he wasn't making plays. That was the only thing. Now, whether that was just saying that there's nothing going on downfield, whether that was something going on with the play calling, uh, because I will say it did seem like we came out in the second half and we came out pretty freaking conservative. And I don't really know why. I don't know what is going on in the locker room during halftime, but these halftime speeches, they are not working our third quarters and our even most of our fourth quarters our freaking second half sucks right now big time this team that comes out after halftime sucks almost every single game we've done this all year long we get out to a good start we have a good first half every single time we come out in the second half we freaking suck so i don't know what we got going on honestly if we're not able to make adjustments whatever i don't know if we're just trying to stick to the same game plan that's working and it's not working, obviously. Other teams are adjusting to us, maybe. Are we actually taking our foot off the throttle? Are we trying to come out and be a little conservative? Because it ain't working. I don't know. Maybe we just don't have the firepower right now. Maybe. We, I don't know. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Reviewing this game, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you everything. I'm not going to try and break things down. I'm not going to try and tell you guys too much. There's a lot of things that I don't know. There's a lot of things that we all don't know. And... We're just never going to figure it out. And for me, I get it. You could say, I got a pretty popular podcast, I guess, right? A lot of people like to listen to my opinion, and I get that. Now, I I mean, there's probably a lot of people that don't like to listen to my opinion too, but if you're still here listening, I mean, the thing is, I just want to go back to the fact that I'm just a fan. 
And really, whether it's our quarterback or whether it's the rest of our team, whether it was this defense that showed up today, which the defense played pretty bad. I mean, I, I don't got to say anything about the defense because we all know what was out there on the field today. Um, and it wasn't that great. Didn't put, they didn't put us in a position uh, to try and win. And neither did the offense in the second half. So for me as a fan, which I always go back to right now, I just like to keep things simple. And I don't want to say I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm just going to trust Mayock and Gruden because I will still give you my opinion. But that's what it comes down to. And that's kind of just where I find peace in this. Like, it's not going to get out there and I'm going to argue my opinion to the death just to say I was right. I'm not trying to get out here and talk just to say I was right. I'm just going to tell you guys what I believe in. I think our quarterback's a great quarterback. I think he played great today. Um, Towards the end of the game, things didn't go so well. Um, I'm going to say the same thing for most of our players. Darrell Worley went out there. He had a bad game, but I still think he's a great player. I think we should keep him. Trayvon Mullen, he's a good young player. He made some mistakes today, um, but I don't think that that throttles you know the ceiling of his future at all there's definitely some improvements that need to be made our wide receiver core needs to go out there and do things but mike mayock and john gruden know what they're doing when it comes to this thing so we got three games left playoff implications are pretty much gone um, unless we somehow win out and we have a lot of things going in our favor we're not technically eliminated yet but it's going to take a lot to get in at nine and seven it's going to take a lot uh, a lot of things have to happen so for me as a fan i just you know I'd like to take this, hopefully, for you guys too, you got to be able to take the stress out of this and just understand, like, look, okay, it happened. It is what it is. A lot of us, you know, I mean, we're diehard Raider fans, 100%. I'd love to see this team win. That first half was awesome and refreshing to watch. But in the same breath, it's like, you know what? Our future's still bright. No matter what we think about our quarterback situation, whether you don't agree with me, Whenever I say I think he's the quarterback of our future or he's the franchise quarterback, even if you don't believe me and you don't think that, you can still trust in what Mike Mayock and John Gruden have done to this franchise to hopefully keep this thing turned around and going in the right direction. We're going to a new stadium next year. We're moving. Things could change. We're coming up to the last, the final game in Oakland. Let's enjoy that. Let's focus on these things as fans. As Raiders fans, this is what we've done our whole lives. As much as we get in our moment now, week to week, we get in the moment and you don't want to lose. You don't want to accept it. You know, you don't want to have that loser mentality. You don't want to be stuck to mediocrity. But at the same time, you have to get back to why we are Raiders fans, and that's to enjoy the game, enjoy watching these guys on Sunday, enjoy the company, enjoy the tailgate if you're going to the game, enjoy the experience inside the Coliseum if you're going, if you've been there every single game, or if you're, this is your first time, go back to those roots, because that's what this is all about. So I will say, though, to wrap up this quarterback conversation, that towards that into the game, whatever that was, fourth quarter, fourth and one on the goal line. Uh, when Derek Carr threw it away, he rolled out, tried to buy some time, threw it away. Fourth and one, what does he have to lose? Do I think that's the right choice? No, I don't. I wish he would have threw it up. I wish he would have maybe dove for the goal line, whatever. If he found a lane, go for it. Yes, I think that's what he should have done. But the, significant, the significance of that play is getting way blown out of proportion. Way blown out of proportion. We were down 21 points. The defense was leaking like a sieve at that point. We couldn't, we couldn't stop anything. Literally, we couldn't stop a bloody nose. It saved, just to save our life, we couldn't stop a bloody nose with our defense at that time. And I get it. Like I said, he should have threw the ball up. That's fine. I can, I can say that. No problem. I think, you know, him looking back now, he'd say, shoot, I wish I would have just, you know, freaking maybe fired that thing in there, whatever. I, don't, I still don't think he had an option. I don't think he would have made it happen. Everyone's saying, you know, they'd rather have an interception, whatever. Obviously, that goes to show you the chances are pretty slim that anything was going to happen at all. Uh, but I get it. 
I just don't think that we need to blow that play way out of proportion because the game was lost off of other things besides that. The offense got way too conservative. We threw a lot of balls behind the line of scrimmage. Um, and a lot of design plays, too. I mean, we had like a third and three or third and four, and we threw like a designed wide receiver screen pass. Not something I want to see. Uh, I want to see these wide receivers spread out running down the field, find some space. We, I mean, it, we, when we did that, it worked quite a bit. Worked quite a bit. Um, of course, then we kind of tried to work in some other, I don't know, trying to get a little small ball on them, maybe throw them off. I mean, I guess you got to you gotta plant in those plays to keep them honest whenever it comes to other downfield plays or running plays, stuff like that. I get that. But it just, a lot of things weren't going in our favor. There was a lot of things overall that you can group together and look at the overall trend of the offense going at, or starting that second half, then worrying about Derek Carr throwing that ball away. Honestly, that's how I see it. I get it. You want to say it's a bad play, bad throw? Cool. Didn't cost us the game. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Not even, I mean, not even remotely close. And at that point, you know what? If he's a little fed up and the offense is a little fed up, everybody's fed up at that point, whatever. I mean, I think the fans were. So, you know what? Yeah, throw that game away. Hopefully we can go into Oakland and flip this script around. Just one time for us, Oakland Raiders. Just one time for us. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's go out good, man. Let's go out on a good note. I don't want to go out like how we did today, booing. There's fans going out of the stadium booing. That is not how we're going to leave this Oakland Coliseum. So, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to touch on the defense. The defense did what it did. They made a good turnover at the beginning. They made a couple stops um, at the beginning of the second half. But besides that, uh, we were leaking like a sieve, and the offense couldn't get the ball moving in the second half as well. So I think, you know, whenever we're looking for things to look out for the last three games, I think we start from the top. We look at coaching staff. We see what they do to adapt and hopefully overcome and make things a little bit better for us. We look at some of our team captains. You know, you look at Derek Carr, Rodney Hudson, and his offensive line. Um, you look at Tahir Whitehead at middle linebacker. You look at some of those guys, and you got to think to yourself, you know, what, what do they got to do different? Are they the captains of our team for the future? Is that what we're going to do? But then you got to remember now, let's look at this young core and keep in mind that things are bright. The future is bright. So, yeah. Frustrating, guys. Like I said, this is hard to talk about. I don't like getting on this mic after three straight losses. This is not what I like doing. It's definitely um, takes a toll on you. takes a little toll on you. You don't like to. I feel like I'm dragging myself out here to talk Raiders football, and I don't want to feel like that. But um, it's good to get these things out there. It's good to rant. I am frustrated. I'm sure you guys are all frustrated too. So um, we're going to take the short break provided by Blue Wire. And when we come back, uh, joining me is going to be my buddy Kenny King Jr. And I don't know if we'll be taking phone calls, but we'll at least give you guys some honorable mentions, give you some shout outs and maybe pop off what you guys are talking about in your long rants tonight. Um, so yeah, we're going to take this short break and we'll be right back. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle. 
But now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. What's going on, Kenny King Jr.? Cody, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? Uh, you know, about the same as we've been the last three weeks. Kind of just oh, getting through the week, you know? I don't know. Not yeah. wonderful, no. No, nah. it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, to say the least, man. Uh, honestly, it's, I don't know. I hate to feel, like, depressed about it, but it's just been depressing. But, I mean, we got, what, one half of some good competitive football and that's you know it's been probably a month since we've seen that so that's a plus yeah i mean you know we finally scored some touchdowns in the beginning of the game which is always nice right i mean the offense was humming the first part of the game it's just the second half it just yeah we fell flat we did the entire i don't know what goes on at halftime like do we give these guys halftime speeches and say you're doing a good job keep doing what you're doing and we go out and we get figured out <sighs> if i mean if that's the case then i would totally change everything up and be like look you guys suck <laughs> get out there and do better like if you're saying if you're building everybody up like i don't yeah i don't know i don't know what the what the halftime speeches are like i mean i remember back when i played um you know back when i was playing college ball um you know our coaches would be out there and whether we'd be having a good game or not it was the same message don't let up keep going fight hard fight till the end of the game and whatever you know and gruden alluded to it today in his meeting that you know uh, whatever they're saying at halftime, it's not happening when they get back on the field. So, it's definitely not working. <laughs> you know, if it's making adjustments and, and changing things on the fly or if it's just the team being flat and not coming out flat, which I don't know how you can come out flat in the Coliseum. I mean, right? it was the second to the last game. You're tied 21, 21-21, and you have an opportunity to to make the playoffs. So I don't I don't know how it could be flat. So I don't, I don't know, really know what the adjustments could be. Yeah, I, I just feel like we, you know, we're just not making them. I feel, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not just that. Uh, you know, we had a few callers this week, and uh, yet again, I apologize to those that called in, but we're not going to take calls again this week because I just, I can't. I mean, look, I can sit here in my own sorrow, my own depressions, um, and I can soak it up here a little bit with Kenny King Jr. But uh, I don't, I don't want to hear you know the sad, depressing phone calls, and I still listen to them, you know, and uh, took some notes. And one thing that was actually brought to our attention from caller Raider Wes was not necessarily, I shouldn't say brought to our attention, but we're speculating because this is the time of year, you know, three losses in a row. This is where all the speculations start. Um, bringing up from the beginning of the season, obviously we had a whole off season of planning this offense around one guy, which I will not say names, but it mm-hmm. starts with, you know, it's that beginning of the alphabet. But um, then that being shot down, he was thinking, like, look, there's probably a whole section to Gruden's playbook that can't even get touched right now that we were kind of banking on to be our money makers this season. So, mm-hmm. you know, and not even just, you know, you, you get your brain turned on something like that. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, he could he could be onto something. But now then I look at players like we lose Hunter Renfro, right? And Hunter Renfro at one point, whenever we needed a big play, John Gruden probably had a special section just to get Hunter Renfro the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, that's erased. Then we have Josh Jacobs, right? Where he's having his own specially designed plays, uh, you know, set up for the way he can run. And obviously, things were working pretty well in his favor. And then he's gone. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or then we have, you know, everything we got moving to the right. Trent Brown's been an anchor on that right side. Pride helping everything out, and then that gets erased. So, right. um, you know, we've had a lot of turnover. Like John Gruden said today, there's a lot of moving parts, Kenny King. Do you think that there's any truth or possibility to something being like that? We're just, you know, the roster turnover, our, our, our playbook is just kind of getting shot down right now? I definitely think that there's some validity to that, right? I mean, you know, you bring in arguably the best receiver in the game and everybody's excited about it. You've got your quarterback who's spending the entire offseason with him, throwing with him, learning learning the nuances of how he likes things, how things are done, building that chemistry, and then right before the season starts, everything goes kaboom. And now the offense was still running on – on all cylinders after that, because one in the first game, they're playing off fire. They're playing off intensity. They're playing on, they're playing fired up. You know, the guy just turned his back on us three days before you come into Oakland. You've got everybody chanting as loud as they possibly can. You've got guys on, you know, guys on TV talking about how they can hear it. And you've got a healthy team. It's the first week of the season, right? As the season progresses, injuries start happening. Tyrell Williams gets plantar fasciitis. He's still not a hundred percent. Yeah. Josh Jacobs breaks his shoulder. You can't use him the same way that you wanted to use him. Remember, we talked about this last week where, yeah. you know, we, we, why isn't Josh in the slot? Well, that's why Josh is in the slot <laughs> because he probably can't put his hand, his arms above his head. Yeah. And so you start looking at how the offense is starting to dwindle. Darren Waller was a focal point. Well, guess what? When he's your only focal point in the passing offense, they're going to key in on that. Same thing happened with Jared Cook last year. Jared Cook was a stud for us. But later in the season, teams started saying, you know what? They're going to go to Cook because he's their number one target. Yeah, We're going to shut Cook down. So when you become a one-dimensional team, which we have become, and it's not because – I wouldn't even say it's because of play calling. I wouldn't even say it's because of coaching. I would say it is a lot because of injuries. It's a lot because of the personnel that we have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have players that may not have been on the team that long. You've got, you know – We've gone through a virtual turnstile of receivers. We've had Zay Jones, we've had Antonio Brown, we've had Trevor Davis, we've had Terrell, you know, Tyrell Williams, we've had Marcel A. McKeelan Doss. The list goes on and on. So you can rattle these names off, and there hasn't been any continuity. And that's one of the things that's been lacking over the years. You know, you look at the success that we've had over the, you know, in the past years with passing the ball, 15-16 with Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. Last year with, with Jerry Cooper. This year we're seeing it with Darren Waller. That's where you start to see some of those nuances come into play and things get predictable. 100%. I feel like this roster just wasn't quite built uh, for those injuries. We didn't quite have the depth, especially like you're saying, at wide receiver, and we've had crazy turnover at the wide receiver position. Even guys like Ryan Grant, remember we brought him in. Yeah, it was kind of supposed Nelson. to be jj nelson supposed to be safety net guys you know uh the wide receiver one wide receiver two goes down these guys are supposed to fill in they couldn't do it they were gone and you know i don't regret that whatsoever even could we have used them now maybe a little bit more maybe i don't know through some of these injuries maybe uh but obviously you know they weren't the answer uh nothing was quite working out there um shout out to eddie bangs who called in also um he wants paul gunther to stop asking madden uh what he should run on defense so (laughs) i thought that was pretty interesting man uh rev mike called in he was at the game unfortunately i could i, I feel for mike i'm I, hopefully you know these guys so, uh soaked up the the pre-game festivities uh, enough you know enjoyed the good vibes there at the coliseum and enjoyed the first half enough because i'm sure the first half you know everything was rocking and uh shout out to hardcore raider and your boy not for calling in that rounds out our callers this week i think we had a few less because i didn't take calls last week um 
for this next week, for those that are listening now, uh, it's the final game in Oakland. Um, I would like to do something a little different. I mean, depending on what you want to do post-game, but I want to take phone calls from people that went to the game. So if you go to the game, the final game, I want you to call in and just, you know, yeah. leave like like a send-off message or something or, or or how much you enjoyed your last game or how much you enjoyed the memories in this Coliseum. Um, me and Kenny King Jr. will be there, man. Huh? Tell them a little bit about it. Yeah, so we're going to be there. Uh, we decided that we're not going to tailgate because we want to take in the full experience of the Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the last, it's the last game in Oakland, you know, it's the last game at the Coliseum. It's the last game that we're going to be able to spend there. Um, we've done our tailgates. We've had great turnouts. Um, I've done other people's tailgates and, and, you know, we've got a lot of people that we interact with on Twitter. A lot of people that are at the games, a lot of people that we, you know, that we'd like to meet. Uh, and so just want to get out there and, you know, meet up with you guys, eat some food, drink some beers, have a good time. Um, pictures will be $5. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, just, with processing fees and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, honestly, you know, I just want to get out there and meet everybody and have a good time and, and send the Coliseum out the right way. You know, let's get out there. Let's get loud. Let's get crazy. And, uh, you know, let's have some fun. Yeah. And we got to go in this mentality. I, I, I'm just looking at this right now. I mean, playoffs are, are, are a big reach. I mean, they're still – I mean, we're not ruled out, don't get me wrong, but with the team that's played the last three weeks, um, it's pretty easy to kind of, you know, roll us out of that that picture. It's it's going to take uh, – you know, I'm tired of making excuses for one, Kenny King. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm t- or I'm not necessarily excuses, but I'm tired of saying, well, if this team wins, this team loses. It's easy to get tied up in that. And right. now I'm getting to the point where it's like, until this team wins a game, I'm, I'm not going to play that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like we need to win our own – football games you know a lot of people say control your own destiny and you know a lot of people went into that whenever we were starting to get in the hunt when we're in the sixth seed you know we wanted the chiefs to lose all this stuff so things could go on our way when we thought we could win the division well that didn't work out and right now we cannot control our own destiny and i'm not worried about anybody else's so i'm going into this game kenny king oh and oh this is the season in my opinion i don't care if i don't think playoffs are within reach this final game in oakland is our season and you know what man like i just i'm trying to you know come in with a clear mind and it's been frustrating it's a frustrating week raider nation is is pissed off but you know i think everyone will kind of be on the same page you know we've been through this man this ain't our first song and dance we're not the (laughs) patriots that come off of you know multiple super bowls and go booing their team out the first season that they're not winning everything um you know we're raider fans that go in there and we, and we enjoy the good times and we don't take anything for granted so i'm looking forward to going in there sunday with with a clear mind trying to be one and oh and you know leaving oakland the right way yeah absolutely i think you hit the nail on the head cody you know we've all been raider fans for for however long in our lives and you know obviously we've got listeners that have been fans for 50 years we got fans people that have been fans for 10 years but one thing one thing remains the same is that we all just love this team and we're all crazy about this team. And for us to go out and go to the Coliseum and to win a game in the last game, of the Coliseum, I remember I was there last year, Cody, and I, I, I wasn't even on the podcast last year, but I called in after the game. And what I, what we thought was the last game of the Coliseum and the way that it was done, the way that we, the way that we won that game, you know, Dwayne Harris's 99 yard touchdown uh, punt return. You know, the the way the crowd was rocking, there's no better feeling than that. And so to give us a send-off with a win would be nothing better than that. So put everything aside. 
put your thoughts aside on the quarterback situation or, you know, the fact that AB is not there or that Paul Gunther hasn't called a good defense or, you know, whatever your feelings are, go into this game and look at it as, look, this is a last game in Oakland. This is the last game that we're all ever going to be in the Coliseum together, barring we get home field advantage somehow, some way in the playoffs. But let's be realistic. This is going to be the last time that we're going to see the Oakland Raiders play as the Oakland Raiders in the Oakland Coliseum. 100%. You know what, Kenny King? If we don't win, this will be the final year that I cheer for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I'm not going to be an Oakland Raider fan anymore after this. Nope. Done with them. Yep, I'll be a Las Vegas Raider fan. <laughs> we'll both be. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking suckers. Oh, man. I love this dysfunctional relationship. As, my, as stressful as it is, uh, with all the social media slander, with all the negative uh, uh, posts, all the negative fans, all the over-optimistic fans, all the over-optimistic posts, which mostly come from me, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's you know dude it's a wild roller coaster but you know nothing will ever change that and honestly this is this is what you know makes me so sad about leaving the coliseum and and any vegas listeners i i understand you know there'll be some tailgating um but for what made me a fan was tailgating in oakland um and that's what always kind of just made me at peace with this fan base was knowing that no matter what we're gonna show up on sunday we're all gonna have a good time and there's a lot of faith from me and raider nation because of stuff like that so uh when we go to vegas Things are going to be di- going to be a little different, you know. I understand that. I under- I understand there'll be some tailgating stuff set up. Um, it's not going to be the same as Oakland, but it doesn't mean it can't be its own special thing. Um, and you know, no matter what what happens in this Coliseum, those are going to be the memories that I hold on to personally. Um, that, that's what rooted me as a fan. You know what I'm saying? You know, Cody, I I got to I got to take my kids to their first game in the Coliseum. Um, you know, I've been lucky enough to go to many games of the Coliseum. I've been to playoff games. I've you know, I've grown up, you know, going to the Coliseum and, and also, I mean, you know, even as a kid growing up in L.A. And it was always, you know, my dad was always telling me that, you know, even though we're in L.A., we're always going to be the Oakland Raiders, you yeah. know, no matter what. The fan base was built. The nation was built. Everything was built in Oakland. So whether we go to Las Vegas, whether we go to Los Angeles, whether we go to San Antonio, whether we go to Mars, it's always going to be Raider Nation at the end of the day. It's yeah. not about, you know, Las Vegas fans or Oakland fans or L.A. fans. Mm-hmm. It's Raider Nation. You know, 100%. you look at you look on Twitter, you look at the people that we interact with. We got people. We got Stewie in London. We got Francis over in, in Ireland. You know, we've got we got Brian Valera over in, in Pennsylvania. You know, we've got we've got Taylor White in, in Kansas City, Missouri. You know, we've got people all across the nation. So. When you say, oh, it's just a Bay Area team, no, it's mm. Raider Nation, baby. Yeah, Raider Nation has no borders. And that's funny that you bring up, you know, kind of how you're rooted. Of course, you're from the Bay Area, so that's, you know, where you found your home with the silver and black. For me, I think my dad kind of chose out, I guess, with the L.A. team. So it was whenever they were the Los Angeles Raiders is kind of where um, he found his common ground. You know, of course, Lakers, Raiders, Dodgers. Um, if you're not a Dodger or Laker fan, please don't hold that against me. I'm not <laughs> – I don't claim them that much. I just send out a frequent – uh hashtag lake show here and there lake, but it's laker cody laker cody it's it's very <laughs> rare it's very rare only during free agency because that's the most exciting time of nba um for but, us right now for warriors fans that's the most exciting time <laughs> i can't wait we're uh, back, counting down we're the back days. to the uh we're back to the the uh, five team package come see the lakers the kings <laughs> the, the celtics and it's like crap man we got this 
two billion dollar arena and we can't even win some games. But you know what? You've got the best player in the world that's out. Yeah, that's right. I said the best player in the world, Steph Curry. Um, that's okay. That's okay. And you got Clay. Thompson I thought he retired out. a few years ago, but that's okay. Hey, man, two time MVP, <laughs> unanimous. It's all right. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Kobe, Kobe Nation over here now. Hey, um, but for real though, uh, I like this little you know segment we went into leading up to this final home game here, uh, yeah. final Oakland game. But Kenny King, um, this you know this is <laughs> this is like real talk. This is like real talk. Uh, 2.0 it's like real talk uh after dark we kind of hit him with a silence <laughs> some silent real talk um but we're gonna jump into this thing kenny and let's go over what we got to do to beat these jacksonville jaguars absolutely Yo, all right, this is more my tempo. We got a little more beat in here. We got the Oost Nation beats that are uh, keeping me fired up. Hey. And uh, oh, let's get into what we need to do to take out the stash, Gardner Minshew, and these Jags. Ooh, the Jaguars, man. This is not necessarily the final game that I wanted. But this is what we were handed, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So what do we got to do, man? What do you think is the key to taking down the Jacksonville Jaguars this week? All right. First and foremost, I think the number one key to take down the Jaguars is for DJ Hayden to stop you in a punk (laughs) and meet my boy Ev in the parking (laughs) lot at 1220 Harbor, 6 a.m. Saturday. If you ain't there, you a punk. Better bring the wife beater. Oh, it'll be there in the white beard. I ain't got to worry about that. (laughs) Uh, He might not show again, though. Ev don't listen to the podcast, but now we might have to uh, tell him that we're talking crap about him just so he'll listen to this part. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, real talk, what we need to do, I think the first thing is they've got a great back in Leonard Fournette. You know, we we just saw a large, powerful back in Derrick Henry, and my key to the game was that we needed to stop him. You know, in, in games that Derrick Henry had over 100 yards and a touchdown, they won. That happened. They need, The Raiders need to go into this game. They need to stop one. They need to stop Leonard Fournette. They need to shut down the run, and they need to force Gardner Minshew to throw the ball. But when they force Gardner Minshew to throw the ball, they need to be in position to make a play on that ball. We can't be getting beaten deep. We can't be out of position. We need to be able to go out there and shut down these receivers. We need to be able to fly around, just put ourselves in position. Paul Gunther needs to scheme this defense this week to fit the strengths of what we have. Obviously, we don't have the most speed right now. We don't have a lot of help. We're playing with a lot of backups. But we need to have a solid defensive game. I agree, man. I mean, the the entire game, our our defense had their hands full. But Derrick Henry and, you know, I mean, some of the secondary is even struggling. Trayvon Mullen uh, was having some issues. Daryl Worley gave up a big play. It seemed like our safeties weren't quite doing their job. Kind of like you said, we can't be having blown coverages. Um, But also it comes down to our offense. Hopefully our offense can come out like they did last week um, and create some space, you know, get some yards and keep it going. But, you know, what I want to see is I don't want us to come out of halftime like we talked about and come out flat. At some point, 
this third quarter and second half offense needs to keep its stuff together. Um, yep. Whether that's coming from the top, whether that's play calling, whether that's Derek just for some reason just coming out not in his groove, whether that's just wide receivers all of a sudden deciding that they can't get separation. I don't know what it is or why this team is coming out flat, um, but it just kind of seems like the whole squad right there, that whole unit just looks different. They get out there on the field, it just seems like it's a completely different team after halftime. And if we want to beat the if we want to be the Jags, we need to come out hot and we need to if we're going to get in a slump and we're going to punt it, let's hope the next drive we get a little bit more fire under our butt and we can pick up some first downs cuz yeah. punt 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 forced fumble uh isn't going to do it in the second half of the final game in Oakland. I ain't going to I ain't sitting in the black hole to watch you guys come out looking like that again. So we need to get our stuff together. That's for sure. Look, you know, one of the things that, you know, you talked about the third quarter and and our third quarter woes. As a Warrior fan, I I can tell you something about third quarters, right? So for the past couple of years, when the Warriors were on their, when they were on their championship runs, they would always turn it up in the third quarter. They would always get down first, second, first, second quarter. They come out at halftime and they would come out in the third quarter and they'd be fired up. And out here in the Bay, they they named it Dubcon Three, where basically hmm. in the third quarter they couldn't be stopped, and by the fourth quarter you were toast. What we need to do is we need to find out what we can do, and obviously we can't do anything as fans, we can't do anything as podcasters or or bloggers or you know anything like that. But what can this team do? What can they do at halftime? What adjustments can be made where they come out hair on fire, ready to ball? And have that have that fire and intensity in third quarter to where in the fourth quarter, guess what? Now, if you need to be, I don't want I don't want to see this, but if you need to be, you can be conservative. But yeah. I'm tired of this conservative effort coming out after the after the halftime, and you know, punt, punt, fumble, fumble return for a touchdown. All right, now we're down 20, 25, 30. Yeah, that game's over. It just seems like either we come out to either a good lead or a decent lead. You know, we find ourselves in a spot right. to have like a score lead or something like that, and then we just let them get back in the game in the third quarter. Or if it's a close game, we let them just run away with it. So I don't know. John Gruden and his presser said that he needed the fans to be there on Sunday uh, to I'll be there. help this team. So I was thinking, man, I think I could suit up um, and play safety. Um, I don't know. I mean, I by judging the talent on the field, I think <laughs> I got a pretty good shot out there. Look, I'll tell you right now, I think that there's a lot of guys on this team right now that have been been around for at least a couple years. You know, you've got Eric Harris, you've got you've got to hear Whitehead, you've got Derek Carr, you've got Mo Hurst, who, who's now feeling it. You got Max Crosby, who's embraced Raider Nation harder than any rookie I've seen in a long time. Yeah. You know, but I think at, at, the, at the end of the day, the person who's going to lead this team, aside from the coaching staff, is our quarterback. Yeah. Now it's it's not just going to be leading the team on offense. It's not going to be leading the team on defense. It's leading the team spiritually, mentally, and physically by going out there and doing what he says everybody else should do. Yeah. You say we're not going to lose at home. We don't lose at home. I have faith in Derek. I have faith that Derek's going to show out in this last game. But I want him to take full ownership of this squad. And get with these leaders and show them what it means to be a Raider and what it means to play in the Coliseum and how important it is to play in front of this squad in the final home game in front of all these fans that have been fans for 
years and give us one final send off. So that's going to do it for this week's show. Like I was saying, if you're going to the game, if you're going to be there Sunday against Jacksonville, call in your post-game reactions, call in your memories, call in what you loved about this week, uh, what you didn't love, you know, maybe, I don't know, include something, something great about the Coliseum. I want to make sure that we play all those calls, get you guys back on track. I won't be skipping callers this time. So yeah, make sure you do that. That's 808-650-7220. The number's also posted on my website, RaiderCody.com. Make sure you guys also visit RaidersBeat.com. We have a new podcast coming in there. That's Eddie Bersili. You've heard him on here a couple times from the Sirius XM NFL uh, radio station. He's actually firing up his own podcast now, doing his own thing uh, called Yards Per Attempt. So if you listen to this on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever, make sure you subscribe to Yards Per Attempt, a great podcast. If you love mine, you're going to love his. Uh, so make sure you get involved with that. Um, so other than that, Raider Nation, let's go into this final game fired up. Let's do what we do best. You're going to hear from me probably one more time sometime on Thursday. I'm going to be teaming up with Vegas Nation. We'll have, we'll have um, Heidi and maybe someone else coming on Thursday night. Um, so we're going to keep this thing rolling. There's some more content for you guys this week. But other than that, Raider Nation, thanks for tuning in. And uh, if I don't see you Sunday, you'll hear from me sometime this week and after that. So see you guys later.